High FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Also fantastic to speak to Rolene Marks. Rolene, Shavua Tov, a very good morning. How are you? I am really, really honored. So, wow, you you had uh, you had quite the story last week with your your tour to the south, didn't you? Yeah, it was. uh, And I'm still trying to process it. It's uh, I don't think that pictures and footage actually do justice to the magnitude of destruction. You know, um, I really would love to take Durko mm, and mm. Cyril Ramaphosa on a walk through Kfar uh, Aza, Kibbutz Be'eri, to the Re'im site, to all the 22 points of terror attack that happened on the 7th of October, yesterday being the third month anniversary. And I don't know about you guys, but uh, here um, time has stood still. We are still on the 7th of October and it feels like months and months since it's happened, but it has been only three months. And and when you walk through while you can't smell the, the stench of death, and the incredible Zaka, what holy, holy work they do, uh, have cleaned all the blood. You can see that level of devastation, malice, hatred that that came through. Uh, you, you know, when I was at Kibbutz uh, Nachal Oz, um, that's where the, the Zohar family, many of us are familiar mm-hmm. with the Zohar family, all eliminated, all actually slaughtered, except for their young son, Ariel, who had gone for a, a, a run, and now he is an orphan with no siblings, uh, who, who recently celebrated his bar mitzvah without his mm. his loving family. Uh, when I went down to the dairy section, which, by the way, overlooked Sujaya in, uh, in, in Gaza, uh, I, I spoke to the dairy manager, and you could see there where they had thrown grenades, set fire to the dairy. Uh, I mean, what did the cows ever do to them, Howard? Yeah. Uh, but uh, he, he said, he said the cows were traumatized. He says the cows were traumatized. It's going to take a while for them to 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 be okay. But you go to a place like Kfarazan, I'm sure Beiri, uh, near Oz, uh, which I, I, I am likely to go to on, on Thursday, all these places. And, and, and in Kfarazan, you go to the, to the section of the kibbutz for young people. That's young people in their 20s mm-hmm. and 30s, mm-hmm. and you see their starter homes. And if I tell you, they're probably the size of your studio. Mm-hmm. I am not exaggerating. They are tiny 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 and you get a a sense of pride that these young people were so excited to have something to start their lives off with and that they were just either blown apart by grenades or rpgs or burned to a cinder and you can't get too close Uh, they, they have corded off the uh the entrances to these homes because they're still ash and you don't know that that ash could be human remains of somebody burnt alive in their home. So, Mr. Ramaphosa, Ms. Pandor, the rest of you, what you need to do is not only watch the footage of what happened on the 7th of October, bearing in mind it's edited down mm, from, mm. F- from the mountains 
of gleeful phone calls and footage, you actually need to take a walk like other world leaders have done. They can't, see the you see, they, they, they absolutely can't because that means dealing with, with reality. And reality is, is just, uh, you know, too, uh, it's too confusing here because when you've already constructed your own version of the story, it, 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 anybody that presents something that, that pokes holes in it or that, or, or, or that makes you doubt yourself, it, it's too painful. It's too hard for them. It's, it's, it's quite unbelievable. It's, it's absolutely, absolutely astounding. It's, it's, it's so difficult to process. And then you go to uh, the site of the Nova Festival and there are still bullet casings on the ground in some places. And you see that these young people who came to dance, and why did they come to dance on the border of Gaza? They came to dance because they hoped one day to dance with the people across the fence. Unbelievable. Well, that's what's so interesting is, is, the, is, is so many of the people that were killed, uh, taken hostage, so many of them were peace activists. They were living in the area because they were helping out. They were driving people from Gaza to hospitals in Israel. They were trying to forge a way forward under very difficult circumstances. And those were the first people to have been attacked. I don't know quite how we can ever reconcile that. It's very, very difficult because also very difficult to reconcile is uh, the second wave of attacks. Uh, you know, the first was the terrorists coming in on bikes and, and gliders and everything coming in to, to attack the uh, civilians in these kibbutzim, um, the Tatsbiot at the, at the military bases, the, the small towns, uh, all this of course, we cannot forget under massive rocket fire. We cannot forget that this was done under massive, mm, massive mm. rocket fire, also a war crime. Um, uh, the second wave that came in were ordinary Palestinians, elderly people on donkeys, children. And they went through those kibbutzim, those small communities, and they also raped, mm. and they looted, and they also murdered, and they also took hostages. Uh, and our witness says there was one Palestinian civilian who came in and said, murder this one, rape that one. Just remarkable. Raleigh, so what, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's just phenomenal and, and so difficult. You know, even though we are, what, 94 days from October the 7th, it's, it's still impossible to process this. And I wonder how long it'll take probably years and years and and with each passing year maybe we'll get a bit of a different perspective as we try and understand what what led to this and how maybe global support and the United Nations and UNRWA and the Red Cross and uh, uh, American universities emboldened and Iran. It, it, you know, as we kind of zoom out, but right now when, we, when all this happens, we start right there where you were last week in southern Israel. But ultimately, until we zoom out and look at the whole world that created fertile ground for this, we'll never really understand it, I don't think. We're still very, very, very deep in our pain. We are still very, very deep in our pain and, and our sense of shock. And it's important 
uh, especially as we move to Thursday and Friday's events at the, at the Hague, uh, it's important that the world does not forget and is not allowed to forget what happened on the 7th of October. Uh, the, the, the level of depravity, barbarism, cruelty, destruction. And we also can't forget that we have over 130 hostages. Well, I was just going to say, we still, and, and, and we still have the hostages. And uh, that, I think, is, 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 is critical as well, which, which everybody seems to forget. You know, we're calling uh, South Africa calling for an immediate ceasefire, but you know, uh, for those South Africans calling for an immediate ceasefire, just remember Hamas refused the last ceasefire. Yes, there is that. There is that. Absolutely remarkable. Rolene Marks, that's all we have time for this morning. We'll catch you this afternoon and speak to you again tomorrow morning. Thank you for your constant reporting. It is 6.46.